This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences often shows us how much we have in common. And I'm Condis Presley. Our guest is Dr. Jacqueline Dow, a woman who is seeing a dream realized as an unexpected turn of events in her life and a passion to be an entrepreneur turned this research scientist into someone you can support by going shopping. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You are the CEO of J Dow Fitness. Tell us what that is. Sure. J Dow Fitness is a modern athleisure apparel brand. We are based in Atlanta, Georgia. We provide a combination of active wear, athleisure apparel, and fitness accessories. Um, but more so than what we provide, our mission is to really use fashion as a tool to talk to women about the importance of their health. Um, and we focus on spiritual health, mental health, and physical health as well. Uh, tell us about the origins of JDAL Fitness. How did this come to be? Sure. So I have my, my doctorate in public health. And prior to starting JDAL Fitness, I worked for years as a program evaluator and as a research scientist. And I was very accustomed to uh, communicating stats and statistics, right? And providing um, these overall policy recommendations to uh, public health organizations. But I knew that in order for me to communicate to people who look like me, I needed to change my delivery, right? And I needed to change the way that I communicated. Not everyone wants to hear like all the scientific <laughs> methodology behind it. That's, that's not what resonates with people. It's not what resonates with women, right? They want to hear what impacts them, what impacts their kids, what impacts their health, what impacts their community. Um, so I really wanted to utilize fashion as a tool to have an honest conversation with women about the importance of their health. So that's kind of, I came from a, a public health science background and now I'm, I'm in this um, entrepreneurial fashion state. So yeah, that, that's how we got here today. So now you are an HBCU grad from Morgan State University and Meharry Medical College. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll want to, of course, do your shout out to your sorors as a member of the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Tell me about the young woman who grew up to go to Morgan State and Meharry to be this scientist and now this entrepreneur. What's your backstory? So I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I remember when I went to visit Meharry for the first time, I, I was honestly like just shell-shocked. I, you know, again, grew up on the south side of Chicago. I went to the University of Illinois, which is a predominantly white institution. And so I'm accustomed to being the only African-American in the class, right? Or a part of a handful of African-American students in the course. So when I walked into the doors of Meharry to see so many students that look like me and professors that look like me, it literally did change not only my life, but my perspective about my capacity and what I had the ability to do. Um, so, I just, I, I love Meharry. I think they, they definitely instilled a, a, a leadership uh, component within me. So it wasn't just about going to class and getting your grades, but it's like, how do we prepare you, you know, to go into the world? You might still be in a situation where you might be the only person of color in a room, but how do I make sure that you're more confident, you know, in, in who you are and what you have to bring to the table? So 
I think attending HBCUs really did um, kind of just change my life and changed the changed me as a person. Morgan was awesome. <laughs> they focused so much on research. My professors are now family. Um, we still email and text and, and DM and all the things, but they were um, kind of that, that stern aunt that just didn't take any mess. And you're like, please give me a break. Um, and they never did. And I appreciate it now. You know, Morgan, they uh, almost demanded, they had a, a certain standard, right? Um, and they wouldn't let you fall below that standard for any reason, right? And so, yes, it was school, but I, I take that into, you know, my business meetings, you know, so I'm, I'm always making sure that I am prepared, um, that I've done my research, that I've done my homework, that I'm ready for the conversation, that I'm ready for the next, the next business deal. And so I think those are all things that I learned by attending HBCUs. Are you doing the work that you thought you would be when you were a little kid growing up on the South side of Chicago? Yes and no. So I knew I always wanted to be a doctor. I didn't know if I would be a medical doctor or have my PhD, but I knew I always wanted to be a doctor. I knew that I wanted to travel the world and live in uh, different places. I also knew that I had a variety of skills and I did not want to be placed in a box. I wanted to be able to do a number of different things. So Yes, in terms of, you know, I've lived in, oh Lord, I've lived in Baltimore, I've lived in Nashville, I, I, I'm in Atlanta now, I lived in Houston, Texas, I've traveled the world. Um, getting to the point where I am now professionally took a lot of time and a lot of um, uh, patience and more so me learning how to believe in myself. I really kind of clung to a nine to five for so long when my husband and my mentors were telling me like, you have the capacity to teach and consult and have your own business. You just have to believe in yourself enough to step out on faith and to do it. And so as long as I was holding on to the nine to five, I was not happy. I was not fulfilled. Um, and it really wasn't until, I wanna say if this is 2000, where I said, okay, I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to leave my nine to five. It's not fulfilling me. Um, I had noticed a pattern with JDAL Fitness that every time I put my all into it, I saw the benefits. And then when my nine to five kind of pulled me back in and said they needed more of me and I took from my business, it suffered. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm really going to do this, I have to give it 110%. I can't keep shortchanging my dreams. Um, and so I also had a, a mentor who, has her own consulting agency. And she's like, I don't know why you're holding on to this job. They're not valuing you. They're not paying you what you deserve. <laughs> and you're in a box. Just step out on faith. Take the opportunity to consult. That will give you more time for your business. That will give you more time to do the things that you love. And it's been two years. 
And I, I honestly, I would not be where I am had I not taken that, that leap of faith. I want to go back to, again, if I could, your childhood. Talk to me about your family and the support and the guidance and how they might have cheered you on on this journey to achieving your life goals. My mother is a stickler for education. She, <laughs> she, she never gave us an option. It was, you're going to college. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, which one are you going to? That, that, that's neither here nor that, you know, we have to figure that part out, but you're going to school. Um, my mom also has, um, she's very driven and uh, biz business savvy in, in her own way. So, and my sister is an author and um, she, has, she has her own publishing company. So I come from a family of strong women um, and, and female entrepreneurs. So it was kind of interesting. I was kind of the last one to start my own business and I could call them and ask them different questions about, you know, how they did things. So I think they just really kind of paved the way and um, just provided a great example of, again, just stepping out on faith, going for your dreams and just being able to, to accomplish what you seek. Has there been a time in your life and career where you thought you were moving in the right direction, where you wanted to go, but perhaps stumbled or made a mistake? And what lesson did you learn from that? So I was one week away from my dissertation defense. Um, I had recently moved to Atlanta. I had not started JL Fitness yet. And I said, oh, I'm going to have this doctor in public health. I want to work as a research scientist. I'm going to make so much money. <laughs> um, and I started working for this consulting agency uh, here in Atlanta. And again, I just, I wasn't fulfilled, but I felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. I've gone, I have three degrees. I've gone to school. You know, I'm, I'm, this is what I wanted to do. I'm supposed to work as a research scientist. I'm living my dreams. Um, and one day we came to work and they said, oh, well, you know, looking at our budget, we're not where we need to be. We have to do like 350 layoffs, mainly in my department. <laughs> so they were going just from office to office to office to office and I said okay all right um and you know of course the HR director comes in my office and gives me the spiel <laughs> and then I have to call my husband and tell him like oh, okay this you know I got laid off but I, I was devastated. This was the week before I'm, you know, I'm graduating with my doctorate. I thought I had this like ideal job, um, ideal position. This is, this is a company where I could see myself staying for years, even after I graduate. And so I was really just baffled, but I didn't have the time to process or think about it or become sad or, you know, because I have my dissertation defense the next week. But that was really um, a very important point because that's when I started Jade Fitness. So I was devastated. And I'm like, I have this a degree and no job, you know? I was just so down on myself, but I really took all of that like frustration and, you know, just anger. And that's really what 
allowed me honestly the space and the time to be able to to start jade out fitness so it was a, a time where I was lost and I thought oh this is the end you know I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how this is gonna work out but it was really you know the trajectory in a new direction that has continued to to work in my benefit so I'm, I'm actually very glad it happened <laughs> I'm talking to Dr. Jacqueline Dow. She's the founder and CEO of J. Dow Fitness. It's a modern athleisure company established to promote health, fitness, and self-confidence among women. As she's been sharing with us in our time before she did this, the Chicago native got her doctor of public health working across a number of sectors with public health organizations, more than a decade she has of experience. But I want to ask you now, Dr. Dow, why athleisure? So again, I, I, I wanted to focus on my, my research for my doctorate always focused on maternal health. And, and the, the, the science is pretty much very clear. If you work out, you eat healthy, you know, you maintain your stress, it prevents chronic diseases. And when you look at the leading causes of death among women, it's mainly chronic diseases that are preventable. Um, so in order to kind of, again, have that conversation with women about the importance of their health, I wanted to use fashion as, as a tool to start that conversation. And in the world that we live in now, especially after COVID, you know, things have changed in terms of uh, fashion and um, providing clothing that is uh, multifunctional. You know, people want to be comfortable. They want to be cute, right? I want to be able to go to the gym and then go meet my girlfriends for brunch and then go pick up my kids from school without changing. Um, so I think that it's it's also just the, kind of the, the the style and the desire that people have now is, is different. People aren't, people are working from home, you know, um, or have organizations where they can dress you know, a little bit more casually. So I, I, I think it's a, a combination of things. It's number one, again, using fashion as a tool to have that conversation, but then also understanding that the needs of the average woman in, in terms of what she wants to wear and how she wants to feel, it has changed. Talking about the importance of speaking to people of color, especially women of color, when you're talking about maternal health in a way that women will listen hear and understand? I, I think what has, what I've seen in the past four years that I've been um, doing this is that being honest and transparent and authentic is what people resonate with. People don't want a cookie cutter <laughs> messaging campaign, right? They want to be able to know someone's story, right? Even, you know, the pains of their story, the joys of their story. They want to know what you've been through. How did you, how did you, how did that make you feel? Um, and what did you do to get on the other side of it? right? Whether that be anxiety, depression, um, you know, infertility, uh, high blood pressure, right? Right. 
women are going through these things, but they're going through these things in silos and they're not talking about it because they are ashamed or embarrassed. So I've noticed that the more transparent that I am about what I'm going through as a Black woman, it really does start a conversation um, with other people where it might help them say, hey, well, if she has anxiety or if she has past emotional traumas and has gone to therapy and is seeing these benefits, then maybe I'll give it a try. Um, so, so that's typically, honestly, my, my approach. Yes, I'm a founder and CEO and I have a doctorate, but that does not eliminate me from all of the problems that Black women have. <laughs> I have them all just like everyone else. And I've just honestly just tried to be, instead of being ashamed or um, embarrassed, I'm like, hey, th this is me. This is who I am. This is what I'm going through. This is how I'm trying to, you know, to, to process and get on the other side of it. And during the pandemic, I mainly, I talked a lot about therapy. Um, and it was great that, you know, some of me and my followers, we have the same therapist now, or they've gone to therapy, or, you know, they might've recommended, you know, therapy services to a friend. So I think it's just, we just have to be honest about what we're going through and realize that that will be tremendously helpful for the next Black woman. Four years ago, faced with a, a personal economic challenge and a tremendous amount of knowledge and experience, you decide to start your own company. Here we are now, four years later, almost five, and you have a product that is available for purchase in more than a thousand Target stores. How easy was it for you to start up your company? And then my follow-up is, how did you get this Target deal done? Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I would say in terms of like business fundamentals, it's not difficult to start a business. I mean, you find your product, you start your website, you know, it's, it's, it's really not hard, but it's really, I would say the most difficult thing is how are you going to set yourself apart? And that's always something that I thought about from the very beginning. Four years ago, athleisure apparel was not as popular and demanding as it is today. So at that point, I had to, you know, my strategy was, was, was really how do I tell people why they need my product? Because at that point, you know, I could go to an event and people would laugh at me. They're like, I can't fit that. That's for skinny girls. I don't work out. You know, I would get so many different, com you know, com comments because it just wasn't the thing, right? I think we see trends in society and, and health and wellness has become more of a, you know, a, 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 tr a common trend. People want to eat healthy. They, you know, they're open to therapy. They are working out, they're exercising. This is, you know, it's more common than it was now. So I think in the beginning, my main focus was really 
how do I make sure that women know this is something they need? So I had to, I had to get them to, to buy in, so to speak. Um, and now my focus is really on, uh, so your question going back to Target. Uh, that's a, <laughs> a good question. And I'm still trying to figure out how I ended up in Target. <laughs> um, so we originally started online um selling our products online I was new to the Atlanta area and I went through the process of taking my product to my customer not expecting them to just stumble on my social media page or stumble upon my website but really making sure like I'm at these large events I'm at these in-person shopping experiences I'm meeting the customer I'm giving them the mission and the vision and telling them the why behind you know why it's important to be healthy um, I did that for a number of years Target did not just happen you know I I, I pounded the pavements you know there were times, you know, I, I talked about, you know, the, the time where I was laid off and I could do a full time, but then I did go back to work, right? So there were times where I'm working a full-time job, I'm being a wife and I'm still, you know, pushing this business. So it's been four long years of, of really just trying, um, you know, every training opportunity that I could get my hands on, I did it. You know, any opportunity to connect with another brand or mentor or organization that could lead me in the right direction, I, I did it. I, I was not a fashion expert. I, um, I was not a fashion expert. I did not have this um, business degree. Again, I'm a, I'm a research scientist. So I connected with the village market and Dr. Key. And I attached myself to people who could help, you know, fill in the gaps in terms of the limitations that I knew that I had. Um, another thing that I tried to do is I never said no. If it was a podcast or a magazine feature or an invitation to do an in-person shopping experience, I did it. Um, I, I took every opportunity that I could to get my name out there. Um, and that's honestly how, how Target came about. I was invited to be a part of a training and the training was mainly how do we prepare small business owners to be ready for these mass retail opportunities? And so I participated in the training and I was like, oh, this is great. You know, maybe in five years, I'll be ready to do something like that. You know, yeah, this is, this is definitely not going to happen like right now. And so I went through the training and I took my notes and I was attentive and I said, yeah, this is my long-term goal. This is awesome. And maybe two weeks later, I got an email and I said, is this spam? Am I, am I being punked? I mean, it was, it was, it looked like a spam, but then the, the signature said like buyer and there was a single buyer and then there was a Target logo. I was like, this is really real. So I just responded. I said, okay responded and then I was like oh my god this is really Target and we had a number of conversations and that's honestly how it all began. And your product is a part of Target's Black Beyond Measure collection. Um, 
tell me about, I see on your website and in some of the images where you model your fashions. Well, actually it's, it's interesting because when I first started Jade Owl Fitness, I used a lot of models. I was never um, a person who, you know, just wanted to be the face of their brands or thought I was super photogenic. I use a lot of models. It wasn't until COVID hit where I started modeling the athleisure apparel myself because I had um, a compromised immune system and a lot of the um, locations where I shoot, you know, everybody's trying to keep the number of people in a particular facility down to a minimum. And as a business owner, I did not want to, you know, have anything where I could risk someone getting COVID. So I said, well, if it's just me and the photographer, I think that's the safest thing. <laughs> and so that's how <laughs> we've gotten to this point where you see my face <laughs> on all of these pictures. Um, but COVID really forced me to become uh, the face of the brand. So that's, that was an interesting process because I didn't, I didn't do it willingly. <laughs> I just felt like I didn't have I just felt like that was the most responsible thing to do during uh, during the COVID uh, pandemic, and so that that's that's how we got to that particular point. Um, the shoes I did try um, again because we started off with like mainly active wear, and then we added leisure apparel, especially during COVID, and so it was more so like how do I show women how. We can, we can switch this up. Um, this can be worn a number of, of different ways. So that's, that's where you see those red bottoms. <laughs> what has been the most rewarding part of this leg of your journey? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think I'm just now getting to the point where I'm like pausing to, to really take it in because over the past four years, I've just been like head down, grinding, working. Um, even when I knew the Athleisure Apparel Collection would be in Target, I really haven't taken the time to like celebrate yet because I had so much to do in preparation for the launch. So I think it's more so just seeing my family, my friends, um, seeing my face in 1200 target stores it's it's honestly just life-changing it it and and now that I'm eight months pregnant I'm like you know my, my child's life will forever be changed because of this opportunity so it has honestly it's been such an amazing experience and I think that's the the, the one thing I want people to know is not like oh, I did it or, you know, I had all the answers. No, that's not true. It's, it's more so if you are passionate about something, stay committed to it and, and don't give up. And if I can do this, <laughs> you know, uh, someone, you know, I grew up on the South side of Chicago, no experience in fashion or design, well, public health sciences, if I can do it, you can do it. How are you paying it forward? I'm paying it forward by trying, number one, by investing in other Black business owners. That has been um, something that I've been committed to from the very beginning. I didn't always have the resources to do so. 
um, but now that, you know, I need an accountant, a, a, you know, a PR person, my photographer, just making sure that as I want people to circulate their dollar with me as a Black-owned business, that I'm doing my due diligence that when I am building that team or hiring for a particular person that I make sure that, you know, I, I make sure that um, I'm focusing on giving someone else an opportunity to grow. On that first day when you walked into your local Target store and saw your product on display, did you completely lose your mind? Oh yes, I lost it. I cried for like five minutes. <laughs> I lost it. Um, I did not announce it until January 16th, um, but people had started to see it. Um, but I had to wait until it was live on the website and, you know, before I could like officially, you know, announce it. So people were sending me like, hey, I saw your face in Target, <laughs> you know, like what's going on? Do <laughs> you have something to tell me? Um, so there was like a week and a half of like people seeing it or even Target staff like, hey, oh my gosh, I, we were unboxing this and I really love it. Um, but I had not like seen it yet. So the first time I saw it, I just, oh my gosh, I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I just stared at the collection and like, you know, like touched everything. And I just cried. I really cried. It's, it's one thing to know something is going to happen, but like to see it in person, it was a very emotional. It was like, this is what the past I've been working on for the past six months to see everything come together and to see how it fit in the entire Black Beyond Measure collection. It was just, it was really mind blowing and emotional. What's been the best piece of advice you've received? Do it even though, even if I have to do it scared, do it. Because I'm a person, I will like talk myself out of something like, oh no, not, not now. It's not good timing, you know? And that's just because I'm scared. I was scared, you know, to work with Target, but I did it. I did it scared, but I did it. Um, so I'm not letting like my fear or self-doubt like keep me from pursuing opportunities as they as they come and as they present themselves. How can our audience connect with you? Sure, you can visit our website at jdowfitness.com. That's J-D-O-W fitness.com. And you can also follow us on all of our social media uh, platforms at jdowfitness. Dr. Jacqueline Dow, a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you so much for having me. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.